tonight's word, the message that God has placed on my heart for everyone tonight is called Faith on Fire. Wow, you don't even know what it's about yet and you already hyping me up. Thank you. Faith on Fire. I'm going to be reading a little bit out of Daniel. I love the book of Daniel. Daniel is probably one of my favorite books in the Bible for very many reasons, but what I'm about to share tonight is one of my favorite um, parts of Daniel. So for those of you guys that don't know uh, the book of Daniel, if you're not familiar with the story, basically uh, Daniel, the, the book starts off, we're going to go to Daniel 3, that's where we're going to focus, but I just want to bring you up to date. Basically, um, King Nebuchadnezzar was in charge at the time, and he was looking for people to be trained to enter into the royal service. And so there were four men that got enrolled into that, and that was Daniel, Abednego, Meshach, and Shadrach. Four. And so King Nebuchadnezzar had this dream, and he was pretty much freaking out, and he needed somebody to... Uh, you know, decipher this dream, tell him what the dream meant, interpret the dream for him. And King Nebuchadnezzar, if you don't know, he's an idol worshiper. He has a lot of idols and a lot of gods that he worships. And so he called a lot of what I like to call witch doctors, basically. He called a lot of like, you know, fortune tellers and all those guys. And he said, you know, decode my dream for me, pretty much. And, you know, within that, he got kind of upset and he said, you know what? Now, nah, I don't even want you to decode it anymore. What I want you to do is tell me what my dream was and also decode it. And these guys were kind of like, uh, we can't do that. Nobody has ever asked anyone to do that. That's impossible. How am I going to tell you what you dreamed and then interpret what it meant? And so King Nebuchadnezzar got so mad and he was like, you know what? We're going to kill all these, these wise men. We're going to kill them all because they're useless. And so when it came to Dan when the news came to Daniel, Daniel went to the king and basically pleaded for some time. And he went home and God revealed to him his dream, King Nebuchadnezzar's dream. And so he took it back to him and told King Nebuchadnezzar what his dream was and not only what his dream was, but what the dream meant. And so King Nebuchadnezzar was like, wow, there really is a God that speaks to you. So you know what? I'm going to exempt you and these three other guys from, um, you know, being killed. So earlier on in Daniel chapter 3, King Nebuchadnezzar builds this gold statue of himself. And he makes it law, because he is king, he makes it law that at the sound of certain instruments, everyone must bow and worship at the, the foot of the statue. And so... These guys are basically like, I am not going to do that. I'm not going to worship anybody but my God. There is, I'm not bowing down to no one. It's just Jehovah God, my God, the most high God. That's who I'm going to bow down to. That's who I'm going to worship. I'm not going to worship any other God. And so this got back to King Nebuchadnezzar. And we can pick it up from verse 13. So basically what had happened was, what had happened was, um, <laughs> I crack myself up. So, basically, uh, yeah, so basically the price, 
the price that you would have to pay if you did not worship at the foot of this gold statue was that you'd be thrown into a blazing furnace. Yeah, I know, that's crazy. So it says, so basically uh, what had happened was this guy came to King Nebuchadnezzar and was like, these guys are not worshiping you. You know, you're king. They don't respect you. What are you going to do about it? And so at verse 13, it says, then Nebuchadnezzar flew into a rage and ordered that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought before him. When they were brought in, Nebuchadnezzar said to them, is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these guys have long names, that you refuse to serve my gods or to worship the gold statue that I have set up? I will give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue I have made when you hear the sound of the musical instruments. But if you refuse, you'll be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. And then what God will be able to rescue you from my power? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. We will rescue, he will rescue us from your power, your majesty. I like how they just do that in there. Like, our God is going to win, but you're still king. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. Now, this is a pretty bold move because you're talking to the king, right? So I always like to, to try and make scripture apply to now time, right? This is, this is pretty much the prime minister saying, you know what, Toro, you are not allowed to periscope ever again at Campus Rush. And you're like, um, I don't think so because that's my church and I'm going to serve God. Okay? And he's like, well, I'm going to kill you if you don't. I mean, well, now now it's like, okay, well, I'm going to send you to jail for life. Right? Like, I mean, maybe that's the equivalent because he can't really kill you. That's a lie. So in this scenario, you know, just because you're doing the work of God, because you're worshiping God, the prime minister is like, nah, you can't do that. And you're telling him, I am not going to follow your rules. I'm not going to do what you want to do. I'm going to serve my God. So she's risking that whole life in prison thing, right? That's like if it was to happen today. It goes on to say in verse 19, Nebuchadnezzar was so furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that his face became distorted with rage. He commanded that the furnace be heated seven times hotter than usual. That's ridiculous. Then he ordered some of the strongest men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So not only was he planning to put these guys into an oven that is like times seven what it normally is, he's also binding them up together so that they can't run, they can't escape. And it says, so they tied them up and threw them into the furnace, fully dressed in their pants, turbans, robes, and other garments. And because the king, in his anger, had demanded such a hot fire in the furnace, the flames killed the soldiers as they, as they threw the three men in. So it even killed his men, because it was that hot. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, securely tied, fell into the roaring flames. But suddenly, somebody say, but suddenly. 
I love the word suddenly in the Bible because it always tells you that something is going to happen and God is going to move. Like whatever you thought was going to happen, it's not going to happen anymore. It kind of spoils the rest of the story, but it's good. Again, I'm speaking on faith on fire. Can you guys say faith on fire? Say faith on fire. My first point for you is that there are levels to faith. There are levels to faith. I'm going to share something with you. I kind of shared this at um, afternoon prayer last week. And it applies to this faith because God has really been speaking to me about faith over the past couple months. I'm actually just going to get three, three young Three young men, three young single men, come. <laughs> Ladies, take note. So, I'm gonna get, <laughs> I'm kidding. So, <laughs> look at, look at, look, can we give them a round of applause? <laughs> Handsome young men. <laughs> I'm embarrassing guys, aren't I? I'm sorry. Okay, so, uh, what we're gonna do is, actually, Pastor Seth, if you can just stand here. Perfect, perfect, no, no, no you could, yeah. Perfect. So, uh, what I'm going to demonstrate to you guys is faith in its finest. We are going to be able to see a live demonstration of what faith is. Is that okay? Good. So, I strongly believe, and I have faith. Kelvin, why are you laughing? <laughs> why are you laughing? I strongly believe and have faith that right now, if I were to set you guys on fire, like physically, that God would protect you. I have faith. Do you guys have faith in that? You guys have faith in that? Do you guys have faith in that? Good, because I have a lighter. <laughs> Did you see? Did you see Sam? He's like, oh, chill. <laughs> chill, like I have faith, but <laughs> chill. Okay, 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 okay. We'll, ch we'll change it. We'll change it. I'll put it away. Sorry hands are trembling people are scared okay so instead I have a backup plan I knew this would happen so <laughs> how we are going to demonstrate faith today is Pastor Kelly, Pastor Sam I want you guys to catch I want you guys to catch Pastor Nana here as he falls you guys know trust falls you guys know trust falls. You do it all the time. Retreats and leadership building exercises. You know, you gotta, you gotta trust the team that you're with and the people that you're around. So they make you fall into the arms of these people to test if you have faith in them. Am I right? Okay. So I'm gonna get you guys to count down with me to three. Okay? And then, Pastor, Pastor Nana, you're just gonna fall back into your brother's arms and they are going to catch you. Am I right? Okay. Are you ready? Now, there's only one thing I have to tell you. You do not have to fall if you do not have faith in them catching you. Okay? So, he's like, hmm, I'm thinking about it. So, you don't have to fall, but the only condition is if you fall, you have to have faith that they'll catch you perfect okay I'm gonna get you guys to count down with me okay we're gonna start at three I want you to just keep your eyes forward ready count out loud with me ready go <laughs> I think for like the last 
like, what have I done? Why did I place my trust in these guys? Perfect. So now I'm going to ask you two gentlemen to, to join me over on this side of the stage here. Please, come. Now, Sam, I'm going to ask you to look that direction. Perfect. This is great. This is, yes, this is really shaping up. I know you guys have no idea what I'm doing here, but it's going to make sense in just a second, so stick with me. See, what we just saw was faith, right? Right? Because at the end of the day, Pastor Staff here didn't know for sure 100% that these guys are going to catch him. I mean, they could have let him go, right? So in him falling, he was demonstrating and exercising faith. Am I right? Perfect. So what we're going to do for this second one is, um, gentlemen, I'd like for you to stay over there. And I would like for you not to move at all, okay? At all. Like, even when we count down, I need you to stay over there, okay? Don't ruin the demonstration. Pastor Seth, I'm going to ask you again to fall. <laughs> don't, don't shake your head no yet. Just wait. Wait, okay. So... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask that you guys stay over here, okay? Stay so there's, there's space. But I'm going to get you guys to stay over here. Don't move whatever I say, even at the last second. If I'm like, oh, no, guys, go. Don't do it, okay? I'm telling you now. Don't move. Perfect. Um, staff, did you hear anything of what I just said? You didn't hear? Okay, perfect. Good. So, staff, I'm going to ask you to fall again. But, again, see... You don't have to fall if you don't have faith that they will catch you. Is that fair? So you can fall by faith. Or you can stay standing because maybe you don't have the faith that they're going to come over here and help you. Okay? So we're going to count down to three. Okay? We're going to do it one more time. Ready, guys? Stay stationed. Ready, go. Okay, this is exactly how I thought this would go. See, you can turn around now, Pastor Staff. See, <laughs> you didn't see the people that were supposed to hold you up when you fell. Am I right? Okay. Now, the reason I've done two different demonstrations of this is because there are levels to faith, right? See, in the first demonstration that we did, there was faith, right? Faith was used. It's not the absence of faith because he had faith that they would hold him up even though he didn't have 100% uh, of an answer that they would catch him. Am I right? But in the second demonstration, he didn't see someone that was to hold him up. Am I right? Not only did he not see someone to hold him up, but you also didn't see someone to hold him up. And so even as, as I told you, not only did you question your faith, but you questioned his faith. Am I right? Your faith in the process was questioned. 
Because you were like, I don't see anybody behind him. He is not going to fall or else he's going to fall on no one. Right? Thank you, guys. I'm going to continue with that. See, the second, yeah, you guys can go ahead. The second demonstration, yeah, clap for them. See, the second demonstration that I showed you was faith on fire. What do you mean, Tiff? The Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Am I right? See, in the first example, we did see faith. There was, it wasn't the absence of faith. In both scenarios, we were testing faith. But in the second one, how do we know that it is faith on fire? Well, that's because not only did it question Pastor Nana's faith, but it questioned all those around him. See, a lot of the time when we're going through something, and we have to demonstrate faith, you know? I may not have all the zeros in my account, but I'm trying to get a house, you know? And, and the person that's trying to give me the mortgage is like, well, you don't really have the money for that. And so, you know, you go and tell your friend about it, and your friend is kind of like, well, I mean, if you don't have the money, then you don't really have the money. See, in extreme matters of faith, not only is your own faith questioned, but the faith of those around you is also questioned. Do you guys get the concept here? You will know when you're walking in faith on fire, when everyone around you is looking at you like you're crazy. Because you are all looking at Pastor Seth like, bruh, if you fall, that's on you. You're gonna fall, nobody's gonna catch you. But it's in those moments, actually, that something else happens. That moves me on to my point number two. I'm gonna get there. Faith on fire attracts another person. So in this scenario, you know, we had three guys and although two of them were over here, had we continued, you might've seen another person over here. You guys are like, what are you talking about? Let's continue reading the scripture and I'll tell you. It says, but suddenly, Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and exclaimed to his advisors, didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the furnace? Yes, your majesty, we certainly did, they replied. Look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see four men, unbound, walking around in the fire unharmed, and the fourth looks like a god. I love, actually, the New King James Version of that part. Verse 25, it says, look, he answered, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the son of God. Not it looks like a God, but it looks like the son of God. It looks like Jesus. In that fire, I see a fourth person and it looks like Jesus. See had we had our spiritual eyes turned on in this scenario you might have seen Jesus standing right here am I right because it's when faith is on fire that Jesus shows up when your faith is on fire 
Not only does it call into question the faith of those around you, but it also calls on the Son of God. I have a question. How many of you have used faith to the point where Jesus showed up? I'm only asking just to maybe stir something up within you. Because I'm with you. You think that you're alone. I'm not, I'm not preaching at you. I'm preaching with you. I have yet to see Jesus show up in my faith situation. Although it's perfectly capable of happening. How many of you have used faith to the point where Jesus showed up? See, when you operate at such a high level of faith, Jesus is always near. When your faith is on fire, Jesus is always near. That's my second point. Faith on fire attracts Jesus. But let me move on to my third point. I'm wrapping up very soon. If we continue reading throughout the scripture, it says, Then Nebuchadnezzar came as close as he could to the door of the flaming furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stepped out of the fire. Then the high officers, officials, governors, and advisors crowded around them and saw that the fire had not touched them. This is key. Not a hair on their heads was singed, and their clothing was not scorched. They didn't even smell of smoke. The Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angel to rescue his servants who trusted in him. They defied the king's command and were willing to die rather than serve or worship any god except their own through faith. Therefore, I make this decree, if any people, whatever their race or nation or language, speak a word against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they will be torn limb from limb and their houses will be turned into heaps of rubble. There is no other God who can rescue like this. Now, most times, usually when I hear people talk about this, this portion of scripture, even myself, it's usually to speak on not, uh, what's the word, not turning your back against God, right? You know, in a really tough situation, all they could have done was bow down to this gold statue and they wouldn't have had to go through any of that. But they stuck through with their God, being faithful servants of the God that they serve, and they came out on top. So usually when I hear this story or when I hear anyone break it down or when I break it down myself, it's usually to talk about the fact that if you stick with God through thick and thin, you will come out on top. But God took me into a different direction with this whole faith on fire thing because he told me that faith on fire is not, it's not really seen. It's not tangible. Like I said earlier, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Meaning it's not, it's not visible. You're not going to smell the smoke on you. You're not going to see that your clothes are burnt. We've been talking a lot about being young and on fire. And sometimes 
Papa will say something like, it's very rare that you see someone that is young and on fire. Someone just is young and on fire. You're not going to see their fire, but they will have a fire. And one of the things that God was pointing out to me was that faith on fire is evident through promotion. If you read the last verse of that scripture, it says, Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to even higher positions in the province of Babylon. Sometimes we think that being young and on fire is visible to all those around us. But they didn't show any physical signs of being on fire or even going through the fire. But what you did see a visible, tangible evidence from is that shortly after they were promoted. It's the same thing in the realms of the spirit. When you're on fire for God, you want to know how you can tell when someone has their faith on fire is when they get promoted in the realms of the spirit. When you see someone that carries the presence of God, when you see someone that can bring down fire, when you see someone that walks in power, when you see someone that operates at a high level in the realms of the spirit, that person, I guarantee you, is walking in faith on fire. Because it is most often followed with by a promotion. Tonight, I actually believe that the Holy Spirit is here. I believe that this is a divine appointment for us because I believe that the Holy Spirit has come bearing gifts. And the main gift that I believe that the Holy Spirit is trying to give us tonight is the gift of faith. The Bible tells us we are saved by faith through grace. So that means that everyone has a certain level, a certain measure of faith. Everyone. Everyone in this room currently has a measure of faith. We were all given it. But the gift of faith, not everybody has. The gift of faith is the Holy Spirit's divine faith at work in you. The gift of faith is actually not even really your faith. It's not you believing that God will move and that it happens. It's when the Holy Spirit takes over and uses his faith at work in you far above any measure that you have for you to see results. And tonight, I want you to stand up on your feet because I believe that the Holy Spirit is here and I believe that the Holy Spirit is ready to give us the spirit of faith, the gift of faith, rather. But one thing that I know is that this gift is something that you need to work for. It's something that you need to pull on. You can't just walk out of here with the gift. I want us to enter into a time of prayer, serious, devout prayer, to ask for this gift. Why is this gift so important? Because we can't say that we are young on fire 
if we don't walk in faith on fire. You can't say that. You can't say that I am young and on fire, but uh, you know, I only am believing in God up to a certain measure. If you are truly young and on fire, you need to be able to walk in faith at that same level. You need to be able to say that although I don't see the two guys that are supposed to be holding me up, I'm gonna fall because I know that God is going to come through. I know that my faith on fire is going to bring the presence of Jesus. If you are truly young and on fire, I need you to lift up your voice tonight because I know that the Holy Spirit is going to do something crazy. This is the one thing that God really showed me about tonight is this portion of the service and I know that the Holy Spirit is going to do something mighty. Amen? I want you to pull on this gift because it is a gift that Jesus will freely give, that the Holy Spirit will freely give, but it's just a matter of your desire. I just want you to open up your mouths right now as we lift our voices up to God and we pull on this gift.